Hello and welcome back to another episode of the IBC Podcast, where we sit down and dive deeper into our messages as well as talk about what's going on in the life of our church. Welcome back to the IBC Podcast. We are returning back to our normal-ish schedule now that we have Aaron and Scott back around. And we've kind of had the last three weeks where we've had uh, kind of a different schedule. We had the Lord's Supper and then we had two guest speakers. And uh, we were grateful for Dr. Kelly joining us last week. If you missed that episode, you should definitely go back uh, and listen to that episode. The uh, brain power was elevated greatly when bringing Dr. Kelly uh, onto the podcast. I I believe that. Especially coming off of episodes with Scott and I. I believe. I believe. He is a smart I'm pretty sure Dr. Kelly had has about twice as much education than Scott and I do combined. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that uh, it was it was great having having Dr. Kelly on uh, last week. So, Aaron, welcome back to the podcast. What's Spoiler up? alert: Aaron is back on the podcast. Yeah, you probably could tell by my deep voice. Yes, yes, is super masculine, <laughs> very very full, rich, low voice. Uh. I got a top three for you. Okay. Uh, last week's top three might have been a good top three for you. How are you? How do you feel about Batman movies? Um, uh, they just okay. get darker and darker. I don't mean darker in the sense of like grim and gross. I mean, yeah, like, just like the lights just keep getting darker. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> they really do. Who turned out the lights? Uh, that's funny. Yeah, it's like our nine forty five service. And yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Aaron. Top three. This one's going to be a funny one for people listening. Top three music genres. Oh, man. <laughs> um, if you don't know me, like, I listen to music. I probably have it on a lot in my office, but I'm not... I don't sing much, um, and I don't... I, I don't know. I just... Yeah, this is going to be a hard one. I think... Before the, you decide, you have to sing a, a song... That's not going to happen. ...from your top genre i don't know no that's not gonna happen um the the, the people have spoken they want it let me do it like this let me put it in three three probably tiers okay. of, of music bottom tier awful i hate it and i get i'm from oklahoma i hate country music they're gonna kill you can't stand it it's awful <laughs> um they're coming for you i hear them top tier i'll do a top because everything else is gonna be in top between tier. all right top tier I think the style, I don't like it because it sounds strange, but I think it's like folk and indie, but yeah. to help you, like it's... Like the Mumford and Sons sound. Yeah, I like them, Penny and Sparrow, I like um, Ben Rector, I like... Uh, That's more singer-songwriter. Yeah, Johnny Swim, Need to Breathe, yeah. like those are kind of You're like, thinking singer-songwriter. Yeah, and then we can put everyone else in the middle. Everyone else's middle? Yeah. So like metal? Yeah. Screamo? Uh, better than country. Better than country? <laughs> yeah. You're kidding. I just, I don't like it. Oh my word. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, music people. I'm sorry if I offended you. Let's unite and revolt. Well, quickly moving on from that. <laughs> uh, Aaron, you preached on First uh, John chapter 2, verse 28 through chapter 3, verse 3. Uh, I'll read that real quick before we dive into the text. It says, Now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone also who practices righteousness is born of him. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we would be called children of God, and such we are. 
For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. Aaron, can you summarize your uh, your message in, in a minute? Yeah, so the main idea of my text was that um, God's, God's children look forward to Jesus' return. Um, and my hope in the sermon, I think what John's trying to accomplish too, is he just wants to encourage and build up his audience for a moment. Um, we're going to see next week as he distinguishes between what it looks like to really live as God's children and live as really a, a child of Satan. But this week, I, mean, I just wanted to give our church family just encouragement and remind them that I mean, Jesus is coming. It's not something that we should fear or worry over, um, but we look forward to, we anticipate it to happen. Um, because when we, when we see Jesus, everything that we hope for is going to happen. Um, and then second, I wanted them to just rest in the truth that God does love them. And I think sometimes we get weary of that. Like, it's so self-help. It makes people feel too good about themselves. But sermons aren't meant to make us feel terrible, right? It, right. It, it, we don't have to... Exalting God doesn't mean that we just trash on people, right? God wants us to be built up and feel the same way that He feels about us, loved right. and accepted and embraced. Yeah, that's great. Um so your first point uh, talked about uh, living with confidence uh, that Jesus will return. Uh, what does it practically look like uh, uh, to live like Christ will return suddenly? Yeah, so uh, the big thing that John's getting after is you you live in obedience, right? And I made the comment in the sermon, I think towards the end of them, where I said that God, God doesn't want us living our life in fear that if I'm in, if I'm committing some sin and He catches me, and it's going to be bad. However, He does want us to be living in obedience to His commands. That if, if at any moment Jesus can return, I mean, I want to be doing the things that God has called me to do, mm-hmm. um, because as we've seen through First John, it is my it is my works that give evidence to to my faith. And so I want to be um, obeying the commands that, that God has given me. And then I think along those lines, I think that the, the charge that we have been given is to, is to make disciples. Right. So what I want to be doing is knowing that Jesus can return at any moment. I want to be doing everything I can to make disciples because the moment Jesus comes back, there's no chance to repent from your sin. When, when we right. see Jesus in the sky descending upon the earth it's not going to be uh, like, oh, this is your last chance. Everyone repent before his toe touches the ground. And when we see him, time's up, clock's over, you better have already believed. Yeah. One one uh, statement I heard you make in one of the services, um, they all kind of merge together, as I'm sure your sermons do. They, yeah, uh, I was sort of thinking, did, did I say this yet? <laughs> yeah. Um, in one of the sermons, I'm pretty sure I heard you say something to the effect of, when Christ returns, your faith will be revealed rather than tested or judged or evaluated yeah. evaluated that's yeah. the word yes yeah could you expand on that thought a little bit yeah more? so i think you know we talk a lot about being judged and we're going to be judged for the things that we we've done on earth even believers are going to be judged uh you know our experience in heaven is not going to be 
um, completely equal because God is going to bless us with blessings in heaven based on our obedience to him. That's not to say the person who obeyed the least is going to have the worst experience in heaven. It's just we don't understand how it's going to be different, but Scripture yeah. does indicate that. Um, but what we're not going to get is when we come to that moment of judgment, it's not going to be, oh, you barely made the cut, or let's go through everything and let's let's see if your good works outweigh your bad works. It's going to be, hey, when Jesus comes back, he's going to reveal that your faith was in him, or he's going to reveal that your faith wasn't in him. And I think wherever we stand on the part where, man, I lived a life of obedience to Jesus, or my sanctification was great, or maybe I did obey him, but my sanctification wasn't as strong. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to be wishing, oh, I wish I did better. Like We're going to be content and confident in what Christ has done for us and just rejoice in that salvation. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, so I think that some of us, uh, I think that uh, s- some of us might have a hard time really believing uh, that uh, Christ's return is imminent. Living like that, because we look at we look at early Christians, we look at the disciples. We know that they believed that Christ's return was imminent, and that was two thousand years ago. Um, uh, so, why should we believe that Christ's return is imminent, uh, even with that thought in mind? Yeah, simple. Because uh, Scripture tells us to. Um, but that's not simple to, I think, put into practice. Right. right? Uh, we in Dr. Kelly did a great job talking about this, but we need to remember that God's timing is on our timing, um, mm-hmm. and we've been in the last hour since Christ ascended into into heaven, and we almost think of it as phases, right? And we're now in the phase that the only thing left in this redemption narrative and the, the history of redemption is that Jesus is going to return. That once Jesus comes back and he um, fi- finalizes his kingdom on earth and, and heaven comes here and we are in eternity. Like there's no next step to the story. Uh, that's it. And so when we think about the last hour, it's all about that. We, we are in the final phase before the end comes. So we need to live with that understanding that it can happen at any point. In fact, I think when you read Paul in First Thessalonians 4, I think Paul had in his mind that it's possible that Jesus was going to return in, in, in his lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that the early Christians all thought that Jesus was going to return before they died. That's why they yeah. wondered what happened to the people who died before Jesus' return. But knowing that God says we're in the last hour should give us all the reason and motivation to live as if it is the last hour. Absolutely. Your final point, uh, live for the consecration of yourself. First off, what does consecration mean? So one of the things in preaching that we learn, and everyone knows I'm a big alliterator, um, you want to, your points need to be words that people do understand. But at the same time, I, and I've wrestled with, do I use that word consecration or not? And I decided to, because it's a word we use in scripture and I don't want to get so far removed when people, people love to say, I'm kind of chasing a rabbit for a second, but that's okay. Yeah. People love to like say, Hey, let's quit using Christian terms to explain things to people. But my thing is if the Bible is going to use those terms, 
we need to use those Absolutely. terms. Like I hear people say, like, well, sometimes when I try to explain, you know, the gospel to someone, I want to avoid using the word sin because they don't understand sin. I just want to define it. Well, the Bible uses the word sin, yeah. So we need to use the word sin. So consecration simply means to be to to set yourself apart to purify yourself and you get it a whole lot in the old testament Mm -hmm. where the priest would consecrate themselves set themselves apart to perform the task of of the temple and the idea is to remove yourself from sin and to to obey the commands that the lord has given you Um, so we know that it is christ who purifies us however what i want to focus on is is because he's purified us, we want to now set ourselves apart from sin mm-hmm. and walk in that purity. So when we put our hope in him and we turn our attention to him, we begin this process of removing the sinful tendencies, the habits out of our lives, right. and our sanctification begins to grow. And I would have gone into more detail about that, yeah. but that's what John's going to do in the following verses. And yeah. so we're going to let Scott take care of that next week. Spoiler Scott's preaching. So. so if you had two more minutes then, and it wasn't expounding on consecration, uh, what would you have spent them preaching about? Yes. what I Every sermon, I wish I could have done it, but I didn't have enough time. Um, in verse verse 2, I think it's verse 2. I don't have it in front of me. Verse 2, when he talks about, um, about how the world does not know us, it does not recognize us because it does not recognize our Father, um, you know, just spending a little bit of time talking about, hey, you know, if we're going to be children of of God, mm-hmm. then the world is not going to want to hang out with us and be around us because because they don't like what they see in the Father, they aren't going to like what they see in Christians. And so, one, it's it's a word of hope that, hey, if the world doesn't like you because they don't like God, then it says you're doing something right. Now, if they don't like you because you're being a jerk, then it says that you're doing something wrong. Right. But if you're walking in obedience and the world hates you, then it's a good thing, right? Um, but the other side is if if you're living in a way where, I mean, the world embraces you and accepts you and you don't have a problem living like other people, well, it's evidence that maybe you're not born of the Father, mm-hmm. um, that your daddy isn't god your daddy is is satan and again next in the coming passage it's going to show you that hey by what you do it gives you evidence of who your father really is yeah that's good awesome well thanks for sharing aaron we appreciate you uh that unintentionally kind of rhymed uh but uh glad to have you back on the podcast uh glad to have have you back in the pulpit thanks for listening to our ibc podcast episode uh we would love for you to uh, if you're not a part of our uh, fellowship, we would love for you to come and join us on Sunday mornings. We have worship services at 8.30, 9.45, and 11. You can also watch online at ibcshawnee.org. While you're at ibcshawnee.org, go over to our events tab, click on that, see all of the great things we have coming up here at IBC. We would love for you to be a part of them. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>